Take it back, you son of a bitch. That's... I can't. Because I don't know what I just said. Well, I'll allow it. Uh, actually, I think I said I don't understand, which is something that I was saying to myself a lot during this race, <laughs> Dave Lang. What a segue. Galaxy. Oh, wow. What a segue. Uh, yeah, everyone's worst nightmare. Back-to-back lag weeks. Sorry, O'Dwyer's <laughs> the, Dwyer's the dad who's disappointed in you, and he's on a business trip. I'm the stand-in uncle that's good for one week, but you're really sick of him after two <laughs> Well, hopefully he brings back a chocolate or a toy or something. After seeing, you know, this stuff he's posting, these magical photos of a good old Ireland, I'm not sure he's coming back. <laughs> or if he brings something, it'll be a Guinness. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't come back if I was seeing what he was seeing, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, some, some great pictures over on Twitter.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Dave Lang, however, slash Joseph J. Brony. Correct. I need to ask you one day. The, web, what the website is, is, is DaveLang.com slash Joseph J. Brody. That's how you get to the website. This is a podcast about speed race cars. It's called Shift F1. I'm Drew Scanlon. That is Dave Lang. And we're here to talk about a Baku. Let's dunk on dance and crush on grads. What? That's a new catchphrase I'm working on. Okay. We'll workshop it. Okay. <laughs> is this, this is the equivalent of the, the comedy club where you test out your material. Before taking it to Team GFB, I, I tried it at Team GFB and it was poorly received. And I don't believe the data, so I'm just going to try it on a, every podcast until I find the one that likes it, and then I know that's the podcast for me. Okay. Then I murder its hosts and take their spot. Uh, I pretend I didn't hear that. Let's just jump into it, Dave Lang, because we've got a behemoth of a race to get to. Sure do. Uh, before the race, um, in practice, Perez and Palmer both crashed at the castle. Castle claiming claiming victims already. There were so many crashes at the castle before the race. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, claimed a couple tires. I think at uh, during qualifying as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. But they before uh, qualifying, the drivers uh, had their meeting to talk to race director Charlie Whiting about their uh, safety concerns, and they said that the curb leading up to that was too too intense. So. Uh, to his credit, Charlie Whiting, uh, he, he does a good job of listening to the drivers and had the curb shortened or, you know, sanded down for qualifying in the race. I can see the difference between it from the quality to race day, just visually. So it's a pretty significant change. I think it was it was changed between practice and qualifying. So, oh, you think so? Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's still dangerous, turn eight, uh, even with the shortened curb. Uh, also, some penalties handed down to the McLaren drivers, for a total of 75 grid places. NBD. Yeah. They can, they can come. They, they've seen worse. Also, they're not, they're not the last cars to start. Palmer did not even qualify due to a, a fuel fire um, in practice, I think. so. R- rough year for JP. Yeah. He, I think this is his second year, right? Uh, it's at least his second year. And both... Seasons have been kind of non-starters for him. I I I don't know if we'll see him again. Um, what a shitty way to get up, this, bounce out of F one. No like, kidding. You're on a crummy team. You just catch all these bad breaks. Like, hey man, Hulkenberg's doing all right. I, well, I'm saying that's what I mean. That's why they're def- like very clearly bad breaks, right? Like, it's not like that fucking Pastor Maldonado guy who's just like <laughs> fucking bumper carring his way through the field. Like, yeah. Tony Palmer's just like, oh my engine blew up again. Whoops. 
Yeah, I guess it's possible he's responsible for that on some level, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but here is your grid. Hamilton, pole position, his 66th uh, going past his idol, Ayrton Senna, and I believe two away from Michael Schumacher. So uh, you're, you're looking at um, perhaps the most pole positions a driver has ever had in Lewis Hamilton this year. Hard to imagine it wouldn't happen this season. Yeah. Like, uh, right behind him, his teammate, Valtteri Botas, who actually had the pole position until the, the final lap in qualifying. Uh, Raikkonen edging out his teammate, Sebastian Vettel, for third place. Vettel behind him in fourth. Verstappen in fifth. Uh, Perez in sixth. Ocon in seventh. Stroll in eighth. Pipping uh, Felipe Massa for what I think is the first time. Massa's in ninth. Uh, and Ricardo hit the wall in Q3. Um and uh, will start in 10th because he didn't do uh, a fast time, which kind of uh, made qualifying exciting because it it gave one last lap for the rest of the field. So everybody just did one lap to see how, uh, how fast they could do, and that's that's when Hamilton pipped Botas. So uh, yeah. good qualifying uh, uh, segments. Uh, Kvyat in 12th, Magnuson in... I'm sorry, Kvyat 11th, Magnuson 12th, Hulkenberg 16th, 13th. God... It's the end of the day, Dave Lang. <laughs> a, we were just talking about this. What a day. Tuesdays, yeah. am I right? It's totally. Uh, Veriline in 14th, signs in 15th with a three-place grid penalty from his incident with Grosjean and Massa in Canada. Grosjean is in 16th place on the grid. Erickson 17th, Van Dorn in 18th, Alonso in 19th, and Palmer, as mentioned prior, in 20th place. Yeah, Alonso actually is in position 65 but right. you know they'll go back so far. What do right. they do from from week to week? Is it like a jail sentence where, okay, he's served his life and now they he's back? They don't roll over. Okay, that's cool. Why even bother giving out seventy five? I guess that's just the way the rules work. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, because if someone, if uh, you know, if uh, I believe Alonzo had forty and Van Dorn had thirty five, so that's how they determined that Alonzo was behind Van Dorn. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's real hot in Baku, apparently, in June. <laughs> uh, it, they said it was over 130 degrees Fahrenheit with 70% humidity. You live in Chicago. Is that close to Chicago? Uh, August in Chicago, September in Chicago can get like that. Um, like there's a, like the last two weeks in August, first week in September can routinely get over 100 with very high humidity. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like everyone, like little, little a health warning, stay inside situation. Yikes. Uh, also, no wind, so not not a great place to be for people who don't like the hot. Yeah. Um, I was uh, so I don't know if it's just like so I don't know a lot about the uh, Azerbaijanian people. Um, I like one thing I do like about F one is I learn a little something every week and every show, and it's like oh I wonder what that city's like, and I Google it and I learn a little something, maybe mm-hmm. not through the broadcast or whatever. And, uh, you know, so I was doing my little, like, curiosity stuff. But, man, every time they cut to the crowd, it looked like just U.K. people, like pasty white U.K. <laughs> people who were melting in the fiery sun of Baku. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I-, I wonder if this is one of those races that a lot of gets a lot more, uh, you know, ex, um, extra... Ex- Outside the border, I don't know if there's a, if there's a word for that. Yeah. Um, fans coming in, but uh, that that will happen sometimes. Uh, generally, when you go to a place 
uh, where the you see this a lot in China, where a lot of the surrounding um, populace maybe doesn't have the money for an F one right. ticket, so you get a lot of uh, you know rich guys flying in, um, just like that st- stupid Lance Stroll family. <laughs> Everyone hates the Strolls. Now we learned that last week together. Yes, we did. Uh, let's take it to the start, shall we, Dave Lang? Let's do it. Botas is sort of angled uh, toward Hamilton for the start, and uh, intending, I guess, to to take it to him for the the first left hander uh, at turn one. But he and Hamilton both get a, a pretty good start. Uh, Vettel gets a better start than Raikkonen and pulls even with him before uh, that left hand uh, turn at turn one, uh, but locks up into the turn and Raikkonen Big lock takes up. over third place. Yeah, it's he he squiggles all over the place. Um, so Raikkonen's chasing Botas into the left-handed turn two uh, and attempts to go on the outside of him, but Botas jumps over the curb at the apex of the corner and kicks into Raikkonen, which kind of shunts him into the wall uh, and earns Botas a puncture. Yeah, like how, at the time... I, I thought it was like race over for both of them, right? Yeah, because that was like a that was a very violent hit, and yeah. uh, back then it was not worse for uh, my friends in the scuderia. I, I'll take it. I mean, it was pretty bad, but yeah. So Raikkonen kind of uh, he he doesn't exactly uh, recover. I mean, he he's not like Botas though, who's plummeting through the field and in like the worst, almost the worst spot that Botas could Botas could have. Uh, punctured his tire because he has to go around one of the longest tracks in formula one with uh, a busted tire which you actually have to do really carefully because if you shred the tire the the rubber can kick up into the bodywork and destroy parts of your car well i was wondering if that's what happened to because you know it wasn't just a simple tire change when he got there right like and they showed a lot of the debris getting whipped around and maybe hitting the back fin a little bit and all that stuff uh, I was wondering if that was a side effect of him driving too fast because they, one of the commenta- commenters like, alluded like, oh, he's going a little too fast and like vibrations this and vibrations that. And I was curious. Yeah. I think he, he definitely got some damage to his front wing from that initial contact, but uh, the, the flapping around of the rubber could not have helped anything. Uh, in any case... Fettel takes the opportunity to shoot past both of them into second place. Uh, Perez and Verstappen following soon after into third and fourth as Raikkonen slows from that contact. Uh, meanwhile, Botas is plummeting through the field with, with his punctured right front. Uh, in the back of the field, Kafiat had gone wide at turn one and rejoined, which caused Carlos Sainz to take, like, to... to uh, overcorrect and spin. He, he, like, took evasive action, but did... did did it too much? Very just, shook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really, uh, really uh, uh, scared of, of Kafiat coming back on. Uh, he didn't hit anything, though, but was shuffled back to the uh, the back of the field. Um, the Botas and Raikkonen incident was investigated by the stewards, but no action was taken. Uh, we will we will get to the reasoning uh, behind that at uh, after after the race. Dun, dun, dun. So, after lap one, we've got Hamilton in first, Fettel in second, Perez in third, Verstappen in fourth, Raikkonen in fifth, hanging tough. Masses in sixth, Ocon seventh, Stroll eighth, Ricardo ninth, making up one place, and Hulkenberg in tenth, making up three. Um, 
So yeah, Botas takes forever to get back to the pits for new tires in a front wing and rejoins one lap down. So he was, he's, he was 19, right, when he when he joined back in, wasn't he? Yeah. Like just very, yes. very back of the heap, right? There's no one behind him. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, some body work flying off uh, at the at the castle. Looks like Raikkonen maybe. every turn, body work. Yeah. <laughs> There's just carbon fiber all over the place. In fact, Verstappen's engineer says... Uh, over the radio, I think, uh, or he says, Verstappen does, I think I have damage from debris, and the engineer says, we think maybe you have debris in your air duct. We're monitoring it, Max. Yeah. Um, Raikkonen also complaining over uh, the radio, saying his rear doesn't feel very good, which I assume he means his car. Um, a great lap four battle between the McLarens and both Saubers, which <laughs> they seem pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, Van Dorn and Erickson trading 13th place while Alonso and Verline fight right behind them for 15th. Um, by lap five, Hamilton's about three and a half seconds ahead of Fettel. And Botas, who is in 20th place, is still busy unlapping himself. Uh, but he is passing Hulkenberg uh, for... Well, I guess not for position. He's actually just trying to get through the field. Wilkenberg's right. in 10th at that point. Uh, Botas still in 20th. Uh, lap six, Ricardo's the first to stop uh, out of the top 10 and goes on from the super soft tires to the soft tires. It's kind of a slow stop, and I think it was because they were cleaning debris from around the brakes. Yeah, you could see uh, it on camera, but someone chimed in. that's like they were definitely getting out of the ducts and the brakes, and they're checking it all out. Yeah. Um... Lap eight, Palmer reports a bit of smoke out the back and then retires with, I guess, uh, an engine problem. So no luck for Mr. Palmer. Uh, Lap nine, Alonzo passes Erickson with DRS for 12th. So Alonzo actually moving up the field. And then kind of a, I don't know if this is a backhanded, um, uh, you know, way of Grosjean being diplomatic or maybe the opposite with his radio messages, but he says to his uh, his engineer, I ask you one thing, Gary. If the car becomes unsafe because of the brakes, right. brakes please stop me. Jeez. And this is like, this is also, you know, right before the race, they showed the interview with Grosjean where they're like grilling him. Uh, Will Buxton is putting it to him about the brakes. He's like, I do not want to say anything, but the brakes are shit. It's <laughs> right. like, Buxton's like, well, no, I'm just feeling safe. I don't want to say anything, but yes, I feel incredibly unsafe. And, yeah. like, and then, yeah, okay, I don't want to say anything, I guess, but here it is. Why are you, and then also, wasn't Grosjean the one they were saying was complaining that they're using his, his mic'd up stuff more than the rest of the field or something like that? Yeah, they're, he's complaining that they're broadcasting too much of his, his radio messages. What a fucking mystery that is, huh? Yeah. Well, mm. I wonder why. Yeah. But yeah, that, that interview in particular uh, struck me as a very uh, some some PR person talked to him and said, "Look, man, stop Clearly. talking about the brakes." Yeah, we get it. You don't like the brakes. Everyone gets it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lap ten, Ricardo gets passed by, or I'm sorry, gets by Signs as Signs is passing Erickson. So a three wide pass, uh, which grants Ricardo thirteenth and Signs fourteenth. So Ricardo making the best of his traffic situation after that early stop for soft tires. Um, Hulkenberg's engineer also chiming in. We may have a blocked right front brake duct. Yep. So like said, a lot of debris going around. NBD, no big deal. <laughs> um, something, though, stopped Kafiat because he uh, just pulled over on the side of the road um, and retired. 
uh, after the race, I think they... Yes, an electrical issue. So, bummer for him. Um, another guy who's not had a great few years. Yeah. Uh, lap 11, uh, Verstappen is up on Perez for third place and uh, is all over the back of him. And, of course, this is a perfect time for NBC to cut to a commercial break. Uh, and when we come back, Verstappen has retired. Q Lang chuckling mightily to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently it's the it's the same issue that they had been having um, in the past. Verstappen over the radio says, oh, no, it's the issue, the issue, the engine. Here we go again. I'm going to have a real come-to-Jesus moment if he ends up on Ferrari. <laughs> I, I do not know what I'm going to do with myself if he ends up on Ferrari. Uh I used to feel the same way about Vettel, so I guess I'll get over it. It's team first, and maybe I'll start wearing orange. I don't know. Uh, oh, man. But, man, yeah. Do not like that guy. I mean, you might see it because I don't think this guy is, is long for Red Bull. Uh, this is his fourth retirement in the last six races. Yeah, I mean, uh, you never know with the announcers. They might just be talking to stir up shit and make interest where none is. But I think with the with the – with the driver moves, they seem to do that less than just, like, race strategy or team orders or whatever. Like, when they say something, I believe that's based somewhat in fact. And, like, you know, I think someone asked them, like, straight up, like, do you have an uh, offer for an offer from Ferrari? Or the weird way Ferrari likes to do it, right? Um, yeah. And, they're like, well, they're, you know, basically just asking questions like that. It's like, okay, something's here. Yeah, and I think this is about the time that we start to hear... Uh, the silly season! The silly season has started. It's the silly season! It's a foot! So, stay tuned. Uh, because this is a street circuit, and one that it does not have the history of uh, recovering crashed Formula 1 cars from its streets... Boy, uh, this was Struggle a, City. Yeah, they send out a safety car for a Kofiat stranded car, and it takes forever. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> first of all, he's like, God, at Monte Carlo, they just have this unlocked. And then one guy's like, well, in Monte Carlo, they have 10 cranes, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just brawling over this thing. It's like, we get it. Baku's a new race. We get it. Yeah, it's also, Monaco's tiny compared to this thing. Yeah. Um, but that is prime opportunity for everybody to pit. Um, and then once they get back out, Hamilton is practically dive-bombing the safety car to get it to go faster. Yeah. Um, our boy, uh, the that not Vettel, the uh, Verstappen, the sec, um, Mercedes number two racer, Botas, Botas, yeah, boy, big winner in that in that uh, yellow flag sitch. Yeah, no kidding. He he got to unlap himself, um, yeah. and in the in the restart, still starts seventeenth, but uh, is now no longer one down. Yeah, but also does have to make up like an additional minute, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he gets to I think he gets to recycle. Um, for the restart, it looks like this: Hamilton, Fettel, Perez, uh, Raikkonen, Massa, Ocon, Stroll, Hulkenberg, Magnussen, Ricardo in tenth. Uh, on the restart, Perez takes it to Vettel and pulls ahead of him on the start-finish straight, but uh, Vettel manages to keep uh, the place uh, by moving over and kind of, you know, not not blocking him directly, but like putting himself in a in a in the most advantageous place. Uh, meanwhile, just behind Amasa and Ocon, split Raikkonen and devour him for fourth and fifth. That was crazy. Yeah, a, a piece of body work went flying, but... Um, Again. <laughs> I, 
I think I think it was actually a piece that had become lodged in Raikkonen's front wing. Yeah, because they did a close up on the wing earlier, and I couldn't tell if the wing was just deformed or if it actually was like debris just wedged in there. But now that you mention it, that probably just is exactly what happened, right? Yeah, but it's it still something is is missing off of his car, and uh, there aren't a lot of pieces on there that don't do anything. So that's probably why he was a little <laughs> it's lighter slow now. It's fine. Take. Yeah, it's a it's a push. <laughs> uh, and because of all this carbon fiber flying all over the place, the safety car is deployed yet again for debris pickup. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, I was thinking this is fine because we get restarts. The restarts are always exciting. Right. Uh, oh, boy, boy was, Yes. <laughs> um, so, all right. To set the stage here for this next restart, uh, Hamilton's engineer comes over this the radio and says... This is the craziest says, shit I've ever seen, also. Uh, yes, also that, which we will get to. So his engineer says, okay, Lewis, that was a pretty close one on that last restart. Hamilton says, close to what? The safety car. And the safety car line one. Uh, Hamilton says, trust me, it wasn't. And his engineer says, okay, copy. So uh, to explain this, you, okay, when there's a safety car and it pulls into the pits, implying or uh, signaling that you can race again, there is a line drawn across the track. Uh, you can't pass that line too soon because that will be... Um, uh, deemed you passing the safety car. So uh, the, let's see, article 39.8 of the sporting regulations states, no driver wow, may dude. overtake another car on the track, including the safety car, until he passes the first safety car line for the first time when the safety car is returning to the pits. Now there's another thing happening here is that you are not allowed to be more than 10 car lengths behind the safety car uh, unless the lights are off. Uh, which would indicate a restart is about to happen. So his engineer, Hamilton engineer, engineer is saying that you were pretty close to passing the safety car uh, before the line. So uh, watch it and make sure you don't do that next time. So another thing that Hamilton likes to do is to back up the field and give him uh, the most leeway so that he can accelerate for longer before the safety car goes in and and time it so that he's traveling as fast as possible when the safety car finally goes into the pits yeah which i think is something most drivers do but lewis i think pushes the limits of good taste with with that particular brand he, he, yeah he definitely tries to get the most advantage uh out of that because he's you know he's since he's in first he's in control of the field uh so he is doing this Slowing the field up just as he did for the first restart, uh, and as he's done in many races before. But this time, uh, like we saw on the first restart, he kind of uh, blew past or he blew away from Vettel, um, who <laughs> fell into Perez's clutches. Vettel's trying to stay close to Hamilton so that that doesn't happen again. Pretty heroic it, job by Vettel fending them off, right? Because, like, they, Perez had more pace. It's just oh, totally. Vettel perfectly just used his position going into that turn to fend him off, and then you know at that point he basically had him. But like I thought he was going to get overtaken for sure, and then just wits and guile alone managed to keep him keep him back. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't want to do that again, so he stays real close up on Hamilton, and it turns out to be too close because Hamilton does his slow up thing, and Vettel just rams into the back of him. Yeah, it uh, was. 
it was so weird. Like when they showed from Vettel's cam view, it's like these drivers are like best in the world, right? Their reflexes are hair trigger of a hair trigger of a hair trigger. Like I kind of don't believe Vettel didn't allow himself to hit him, you know? Like he was just so frustrated with him, he was seeing red. And like, oh, you think that he hit him on purpose? I don't think he hit him on purpose, but like I, I think he, I think like uh, under normal circumstances, uh, Vettel doesn't hit him, right? Because it's, it's, it wasn't like he was driving very slow, but he'd been driving slow for five minutes, and the fact that he kept slowing down, like I don't know, it's it's not like you just turn the corner and he's there stationary. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. I I wonder if maybe Vettel was trying to. Um... Uh, you know how in, in football when there's a penalty that needs to be reviewed and so right. uh, the coaches call timeout so yeah. that they have enough time to get it reviewed? Yep. I wonder if Vettel hitting the back of Hamilton was kind of like, look, I mean, the guy keeps doing this. Something's yeah. going to happen. I mean, and he got on the radio immediately accusing Hamilton of a brake check yeah. Uh, yeah. or a, a brake test, which is... You know, um, uh, kind of like when you uh, hit your brakes to get someone who's tailgating you off of your bumper. Right. Uh, but know, hey, it's, we've seen accusations of this before, but Beto was basically saying like he he did it on purpose and uh, he was he was brake checking me, and that's why I ran into the back of him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine Vettel would do that knowing that he's going to get the brunt of the damage with how you know fragile those carbon fiber wings are. Yeah, so it's hard to imagine he's it's like a well, okay, this is the best course of action. But I think, like, you know, you factor in what happens next, which I'm sure you'll tell the fine people now. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. The, the, that whole um, getting the stewards to look at it is a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I think Vettel just accidentally ran into him and then doubled down on his yeah. uh, accusations. Um, and it was made uh, more... <laughs> of an incident because as soon as that happened, Vettel throws up his hands, then drives up next to Hamilton and like bumps into him from the side. He checks like him. they're playing That's bumper. Right. Yeah, he hip checks him like they're playing bumper cars. And so the first time I saw it, it was from Vettel's on cam. Uh huh. And Vettel doesn't make this like drastic move of the wheel that I saw. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, look at that. I'm like, hey, what do you mean? He's kind of coasted. And no one might think maybe he's like, whatever, whatever. But then when you see it from, like, the overhead, yeah, 100% deliberate. Like, there's no debating that at all, right? Oh, yeah. And there's there's this there's an oncoming uh, shot as well where you see the car. And I think you can actually see this from Lewis's onboard. Vettel's car, like, jumps in the air. Yeah. Like, it's not a, it's not a light tap. He He hits him. Yeah. Uh, and Hamilton even says, like, I think Vettel just bumped into yeah. me. <laughs> the mayor is displeased. Yeah, it was kind it was kind of unbelievable. Um Yeah, and we will we will get to some things that people had to say after the fact. But man. Yeah. I, was... I, I I I couldn't believe it. At uh, you know, I, I kind of expected, especially Vettel, like a four time world champion should yeah. be able to manage his Emotions a little better. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's inexplicable on so many levels. Like one, he's German, right? Come on, <laughs> keep it together. You're supposed to right. be icy cool in the clutch. Like right. get it, get it straight. Stoic. Yeah. So I, I think he's just like, here's my personal theory, and it's not a very good theory, but whatever. You know, he's behind him. 
He's he he realizes the last time this happened, he almost got overtaken by Perez, right? He held on by the skin of his teeth. So he's even kind of more just clutching out on that. He wants to get going, wants to get going. And Vettel or uh, Hamilton's just slowing him down, slowing him down, slowing him down, not letting anything happen. Then it's just more and more frustrating, more and more frustrating. Then kind of loses his cool, bumps into him in the back. And that was like the trigger. At that point, he's like lost everything, right? And then yeah. blind rage at that point. And uh, I, it's like just entered a fugue state. Fantastic. It was yeah. great. I think the the phrase on the broadcast was he saw the red mist. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. He it was a total by accident thing. I don't think Hamilton did anything wrong. Um, in fact, the FIA did an analysis of Lewis's telemetry after the fact, um, and the stewards conclusively proved this from F1i.com that uh, the Brit did not break test Sebastian Vettel or lift off unexpectedly. The driver had behaved in exactly the same way in the first safety car restart. So, wonk, 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 wonk. Uh, I think this is definitely a case of Vettel losing his cool and uh, trying not to look um, incompetent by yeah. doubling down on uh, this whole brake check thing. So, poor mayor. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think Vettel's totally in the wrong for this. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's debatable. No, me neither. Uh, there's a there's a really good, and I'll I'll link it in the comments uh, on f1.cool uh, analysis by F1 um, of the the whole incident uh, on their YouTube channel. Uh, let's see. So while that's happening, safety car is still going around, um, but uh, on lap 19, it pulls in and we get another restart. So immediately more bodywork flies off of Vettel. Sure. Because uh, his front wing is crushed. And Perez and Massa smell blood. They both split Vettel. Massa staying on the inside of the left-hand turn one, not giving an inch. Uh, Vettel manages to keep the place ahead of Massa, who is now being hounded by Perez. But one turn later, as we're watching from Perez's perspective, out of nowhere from the left side of the screen comes... Esteban Ocon, who slices off Perez's front wing, <laughs> amazing, crashes Perez into the wall and earns himself a puncture. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like I said, these restarts are amazing. And the, uh, know, both and the, of them just plummet through the field as a result. And I, I honestly, this is probably incredibly naive, but like, you know, because everyone made such a big deal of the driver's orders last week. And then those guys were like, what are you talking? This is a thing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is why you need to have driver's orders. They go maverick. They go rogue if you don't do it. It's like, I, I, I mean, it's like one of the reasons I like being on the show and listening to the show is my F1 fandom only exists when the cars are on the track. Like, I don't mm-hmm. go to other websites. I don't learn anything. But when I listen to the show, I hear, get to hear what like, F1 Fanatic wrote. So I'm dying to hear about the post-race drama between these two, if any, because... Uh, I my, my my eyes going into like when I turn the TV off. I'm like, I bet those guys like, oh, that was unfortunate, but that's that sucks. But whatever. And everyone else is like, oh my god, what's going on? So I, I'm yeah. anxious to hear what they have to say. Yeah, well, I can I can give it to you right now. Perez, uh, you know, him being behind and the one crashed into, obviously was not a fan. He says uh, this from F1 Fanatic. Frankly, I don't think I could have done anything to avoid the incident. I was against the wall and there was nowhere for me to go. In all my career, I've had teammates that I've fought really hard with, uh, but always 
uh, I fought really hard, but always with enough room to do what happened today. But I think what happened today is totally unacceptable for okay. the team. Uh, Okan says, uh, I think he, referring to Perez, was a bit deep into turn one at the restart. Then I went to his inside between one and two. He squeezed me into the wall, but then I was on the inside for turn two. It's a very tight corner there, obviously. He tried to resist on the outside, and we touched. I just like that he sounds like a robot when he says he tried to resist. We touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and it, also touched. Very yeah, downplayed. Violently touched. Whole pieces of the car against each other with G, lateral G-forces. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Force India's diplomatic response to this, um, which I would be absolutely livid uh, if I were this guy. This is uh, the COO... And uh, this Autosport article just refers to him by his last, last name, Snaf, S- Sa- Safnauer? Mm. Saf, I'm going with Snaf, Safnauer. Uh, he says, we will definitely review it in a professional manner. Talk to the drivers and say this is unacceptable. We cannot be running into each other. It's bad enough if you run into a competitor because that can damage <laughs> your race, uh, but not your teammate because that can take you both out. They understand that. They're intelligent guys. <laughs> Which is debatable. All of it is the contrary. Yeah. Uh, asked how he judged the incident, uh, Safnauer said it's 50 50, uh, 55 45. I have to review it some more. Yep. Very diplomatic. Yeah. Very diplomatic. But yeah. And, I, and meanwhile, the team takes the big L. Totally. Yeah. They, uh, they plummet through the field, which looks like it will pay off for Raikkonen, who is behind all that racing uh, with Stroll. But the camera changes to the next corner, and Raikkonen never comes into frame. Yeah. So this this just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It's cascading. Then, it's like combo, combo, combo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're finally, they cut to Raikkonen, and his rear right is flapping in the wind, probably a result of some Force India carbon fiber. And guess what? Safety car comes out. What are the odds? Uh, Perez retires. Uh, Okan spends a long time in the pits. Uh, Raikkonen has too much damage to his car, so he goes into the garage. Uh, I think another case of the tire flapping just destroyed uh, his his rear wing. Yeah, uh, or the you know the um, the pylon that the rear wing attaches to. Uh, Botas had pitted on the last safety car and put on super soft tires and is now thirteenth on the lead lap. So just flying. Looking, yeah, yeah, looking good for Botas. Uh, but there is debris all over the place, so we get a red flag. Uh, and now in this case uh, of a red flag, teams are allowed to work on the car. They can replace damaged components uh, and can change tires. Um, and it's kind of a weird... Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird occurrence whenever this happens because the drivers can... Like, they get out of their car and just kind of mill around uh, until the race is ready to go again, which I got to believe totally messes with your mental flow, right? right? Like you, you spend the whole weekend and hours before the race kind of getting into the zone. Uh, and then suddenly 19 laps into it, you're taken out of it. I think there's Um, two approaches. Like there's one person, like I see Verstappen do this a lot. He's immediately talking to the technical advisor and looking at monitors and he's instantly, he's just like, okay, where can I get, tenths of a second back on what what corners am i messing up 
and there's other people like Alonzo who just like go kick it in a chair for 30 minutes or whatever. <laughs> uh, there is no discussion between Fettel and Hamilton, yeah. uh, which I think was wise on both of their parts. Um, and then suddenly, out of the pits come uh, Sergio Perez and Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, they somehow get uh, their cars fixed and get to do uh, a siding lap and then recycle to the back of the field uh, when the uh, red flag is about to be over. So this race is absolutely insane. Um, safety car restarts on it's lap a, 23. It's By the way, it's only lap 23. Yeah, it's insane, but I really liked it, though. Totally. Like, this, I think this is one of the best races I've ever seen. It's just so, so many shit stuff happened I've never ever seen before mm-hmm. and it's like it was if I was watching it live I'd probably feel different but the fact that I could just like fast forward through the red flag or whatever yeah uh, man, I, just, oh, I, I, could, I think that would have added I didn't watch it live either but I think that would have just added a lot of tension I think that would have been cool maybe uh, yeah just nuts and I uh, really really enjoyed this it's probably my favorite race this year so far yeah absolutely um, also, Will Buxton points out there's an hour and nine minutes left on the clock. So, yeah. you know, uh, races can only last a maximum of two hours. And the sun sets in 45 minutes. <laughs> so we didn't think this was going to be a night race, but it may just be. Uh, on the restart, it looks like this. Hamilton in uh, first, Fettel second, Massa in third, Stroll behind him in fourth. Uh, Ricardo in fifth, Hulkenberg sixth, Magnuson, Alonso, Sainz, Grosjean is your top ten. Uh, Massa comes over the radio and says, oh, my God, I think I have a problem with a car. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Uh, but the green flag waves, and Massa does indeed have a problem. Stroll gets around him to the right and Ricardo to the left. And Ricardo actually pushes it and drives up the inside of Stroll at turn one into third place, making up two spots in one move. It was... Big play. Baller act. Big play. Yeah. is uh, still a little slow. Hulkenberg trying to get around him with Magnuson right behind. Uh, and does so one lap later. On the start-finish straight, as we've seen already today, it's so long that Magnuson is able to take both of them and slide into fifth. Yep. Way to go, Gene Haas and crew. Uh, Alonso also gets by Massa a bit later into brakes, seventh. It, it's weird uh, Magnuson's brakes are, are not a disaster. It's strange, right? It is. It's, it's almost inexplicable. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, lap 25, Hulkenberg hits the wall uh, and unfortunately knocks his tire askew and has to drive off the escape road. Boo. Yeah, that's a bummer. Hulkenberg was doing well. Uh, this, however, vaults Alonso to 6th place and Ocon to ninth, Botas to 10th. Fantastic. He's in the points, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. It would not be without, uh, the yellow, without all the yellows, but still... Very impressive. Hey, man, it's it's in the game. It's all in the game. Uh, Massa pits and retires with a broken damper on his suspension. Um, And then we get a weird uh, notice on the F1 feed on lap 27 saying that Raikkonen and Perez were under investigation for working on cars outside of the fast lane under the red flag. So during the red flag, everybody lines up in the pits, but they don't line up in their, their... pit boxes they line up in the lane that you drive through the pits in the in the fast lane and this is where you're allowed to work in your car so they're under investigation for working on their cars in the garage during a red flag but what i don't understand about this is that they would have done that 
regardless. Like they right. had to had to come in because they were both damaged. So they weren't like pulling a fast one on the red flag. They were in the garage. So I I don't know. It seems like the announcers were equally confused. Like I there was no one person speaking that's like, yeah, this makes total sense to me. Right. Yeah. I think they went so far as to say like I'm not aware of any regulation they broke. Like, there's a bunch yeah. that stipulate where you, where you can work on things, but there's none. There's not one that says you can't work on it here or whatever. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, lap 27. Veriline asks. I thought this was funny. Can I pass Marcus, uh, his teammate? And his engineer says, if you're quicker than him, then yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So no teamwork is going on at Sour. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this is something else I've never seen. Lap twenty nine, uh, Hamilton's headrest, uh, which you see them take out of they they take it from behind them and put it on the front of their car when they're getting out. It's this like U shaped thing right, um, right behind their heads. Starts coming up out of his seat like it's like it's a cake being baked and it's slowly rising as he's going along. Uh, so sure, why not? Everything I- else has happened. I definitely want to see like that clip set to the curb your enthusiasm theme music. <laughs> like, <laughs> him reaching back, he's going 212 miles an hour, reaching back with one hand, trying to keep it down. And they're like, no, oh, it's not working at all. Just classic. Yeah, it's kind of crazy seeing him uh, when he's on the straights trying to reach back there with his hand. Yeah. And he even tries to hold it for a while. And meanwhile, which... you got like, also, you got like, what, 25 laps left at this point or whatever it is? Like, the not sustainable yeah. solution. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they, I, I always love it when things like this happen where they're trying to fix things, uh, out on the track during the race. It just, I, I think of them as Apollo 13 moments. Right. Um, but one thing I didn't realize is when he's, when he's, uh, pressing on it, it's, it's squishy. It looks like it's, it's like foam covered with a very thin, um, uh, you know, plastic layer, but I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought it was a, a hard piece of foam. Yeah, it definitely makes sense that it would be squishy, but I, like you, I had no idea until I saw that. Like, it deformed when he touched it, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lap 30, Botas is in ninth place, still inching his way up the field and takes signs on the start-finish straight for eighth. It's lap 30, and we've got, what, uh, 52? Yep. So things things are looking good for Botas. Uh, lap 31, Hamilton is instructed to pit to take care of the headrest since it is a uh, safety concern. Toto pounds a table again, <laughs> um, and duct tape is sitting nearby in the pit box. Uh, at the same time, Vettel is issued a 10-second stop-and-go penalty for his actions uh, on the second restart. Got off pretty light. Yeah, I think so too, and Hamilton agrees. He he says uh, a few laps later, a ten second penalty is not enough for a driver behaving Come like on, that. Come on, Charlie! You know that, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Uh, although the NBC Sports commentators did point out, um, to be fair, the stewards are the ones that make those calls. Yeah. Uh, so send your angry tweets to guest driver steward Danny Sullivan uh, <laughs> for that one, who was on the scene making the calls. Uh, <laughs> also, I love this after. He was issued that. Vettel comes over the radio and says, when did I do dangerous driving? Right. Just total, also completely deadpan. Right? Yeah. It's like, when and did this, I do dangerous driving? This, I think, him doubling down on uh, being completely not at fault for anything 
is is what's kind of turned me against Vettel here. Because that's what makes me think he complete fugue state, right? He doesn't even remember doing it. Is my take on it. <laughs> you think he blacked out? Yeah. Like they showed just, him after the race. Like, absolutely, I didn't remember doing that. I was possessed me. by demons. Yeah. No, that, that, that's got to be that's got to be Kimmy, right? That can't be me. I didn't do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, his engineer just says, "We will speak after. Keep your head down." <laughs> Which you're like, what? What the fuck do you say to that? Right? Like, you argue with them yeah. right now? No, just just fucking race. Yeah. I just, you know, it's again a football analogy, or you know, any any professional sport. It's always the the guy who hits. Uh, that hits back right. after the the uh, supposed infraction, right? Yeah, it's always the guy who knocks the second guy to the ground who gets yeah. the, the biggest penalty. So, man. Uh, so Hamilton does pit. They make the change quickly, and re- he rejoins in uh, ninth place behind Signs, uh, but ahead of Grosjean. This vaults Botas to seventh. Uh, and now we're wondering where will Vettel shake out? Will he come out behind Hamilton, uh, in front of him? This is a you know his 10 second time penalty equates to about 30 seconds of race time because he's got to go into the pits, stop in the box, wait 10 seconds, and then go. Um, lap 33. Check this battle out. Alonso in fifth place with Ocon and Botas in seventh. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I was yeah like I knew what was going to happen. But for that brief moment, I allowed myself to hope, you know, uh-huh. come on. That ah. was your, that was your that, mistake. That was, that was my moment though. I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's, it's fun to see like it, what a motley crew. Yeah. Uh, those guys fighting it's it like out in a, in a fucking parallel dimension. Like they're scrapping it out every single week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, lap 33, Vettel, pits and serves his penalty and it's going to be close as he exits the pits uh and he beats hamilton out of the pits for seventh place uh and actually manages to put perez who's a back marker at this point between him and hamilton who's in eighth uh so (laughs) look at this now because of that happening to Vettel and hamilton we've got this top three of Ricardo in first, followed by Stroll and Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> Gunther Steiner must be losing it at this yeah, point. Yeah, really, really strong. Um, as must be uh, Williams. Like, not only is a Williams in second place, but it's Lance Stroll. Yeah. Uh, lap 34, the uh stewards issue a drive-through penalty for raikkonen and perez for working on their cars outside of pit lane uh, or outside of the fast lane which is just yeah, i don't know whatever but, yeah it's it's a case of the rules getting in the way of the fun i think it's also like in this race right when right it, of, like there's just you can't turn the corner with hitting a landmine essentially and then <laughs> just to yeah, penalize them for making the car safe and raceable and just yeah just boo they're already way far down just yeah um lap 35 hamilton complaining about blue flags (laughs) which is a bit of a a reverse uh lap 35 again botas is in sixth place and gets by alonzo on the start finish straight for fifth leaving Vettel and hamilton to contend with alonzo uh which they do one lap later uh Vettel tries it once and can't do it uh, which causes Hamilton to try and take Fettel, but Fettel holds him off and manages to get by Alonso in the next turn. Uh, this was also such an amazing battle because it's three world champions duking it out. I mean, to be fair, Alonso is, has not the best car, 
but it's still fun to see them all. Like he, he still defends. Yeah. Um, is is this the lap or is it later where he laments? He's like, oh boy, guys, we could have won this, this one. one. <laughs> yeah, he says he says, what a shame we could have won this race. Yeah. Which. Yeah, what a shame! Our engine is a huge piece of shit in the straights. We could have won this. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you didn't have the, a Honda engine and uh, any number of things happened, I could have won this race. If if, if <laughs> Earth, Although, you know what though? I I, I think I, I I get what he's saying though. He's like, if it, he's not saying like he's not saying that. He's saying like enough weird shit happened today. Where if this was even a remotely competent vehicle, like we would have, we would be in, on the podium. I think is what he's saying there. You know. Yeah. And so the, yeah. this, the holy, how many crazy things have happened in this race? We found ourselves in the top five, and yeah, this thing is just such a big turd. Yeah, I think that's a good characterization. Um, so it's now Ricardo in first, Stroll second, Magnuson third, Ocon, Botas, Fettel, Hamilton, uh, Grosjean who is in 10th place, comes over the radio and says, the brakes are gone, I think. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't retire. Very strange. More, uh, more strange behavior. You're right. Uh, but, you know, the same thing could potentially happen to Magnuson. Um, weird, and, though. It's just strange it doesn't. Yeah, huh. I don't, you know, drivers drive differently, I guess. Yeah. But I guess you're also supposed to drive within the limits of your car. Crazy know. talk. Crazy talk. Uh, lap 38, one lap later, uh, Ocon and Botas do both indeed pass Magnuson on the start-finish straight for third and fourth, so he's fallen off a little bit there. Uh, meanwhile, Hamilton in seventh is right up on Fettel and taking looks all over the place. Uh, also, lap 38, some contact between Verline and Ericsson, who are uh, in a bitter battle over the final point. Ericsson currently good. in 10th place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, pretty, pretty can, you, can you remember a race where two uh, teammates hit each other? I can remember a few where like one set of teammates hit each other. I can't, I can't remember a race where two teammates hit each other. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're probably ones, but it's it's rare for sure. Uh, Vettel gets by Magnuson and then Hamilton uh, one corner later. So it's now Ricardo, uh, four and a half seconds ahead of Stroll, who's 14 seconds ahead of Bota, or I'm, I'm sorry, ahead of Ocon, and then it's Botas, Fettel, Hamilton, uh, who are all, you know, one and a half seconds or so to each other. Uh, and lap 40, Botas gets by Ocon for third on the start-finish straight, making it look easy, and it's now 14 seconds to stroll with 11 laps to go, making up at least a second per lap. So this could, this yeah. could come down to it, Dave Lang. It could. Uh, lap 41, Perez ends up retiring with a broken seat, uh, which is unfortunate, not only because he retired, but because he snaps his 37 race finishing streak. Wow, Talk wow. about consistency. Wow, wow. Uh, lap 42, Fettel on Ocon for fourth place at turn one. Ocon doesn't really put up a fight, but does some defending on Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton gets it on the next lap, though, for fifth, but uh, again, Ocon does not make it easy. Um, I, I, you know, after watching Force India for the last few years, I'm delighted to see them actually mixing it up. Yeah. They, yeah. they, to me have been like in the, the latter half of the field, but this, this race or season, especially 
um, they have been contenders, true contenders. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, they have a legit shot at third in the Constructors' Championship, right? Like, I, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if they're not already third, I don't know. Um, so one thing the announcer said that I that didn't wash with my recollection of the race, but maybe it just makes sense to you. When they're saying, you know, if they never hit each other, Perez and Ocon, that they would have been 1-2 at this point in the race. Does, does that hold to you or no? Yeah, because let's see, where were they um, before? That was on a that was on a restart. So it's it's lap nineteen when the the first restart happens, um, or no, it's the second restart, and that's when Perez and Ocon collide. And right. at that point, they were uh, Perez was behind Sebastian Vettel, and behind him was Felipe Massa, who Ocon passed. Right. So, uh, had that not happened, Felipe Massa would have gone out with his damper issue. Uh, Lewis Hamilton would have had to pit because of the uh, headrest thing, and Sebastian Vettel would have earned his 10-second um, uh, stop-go penalty, which would have put Sergio Perez in first and Ocon in fifth. But, I mean, but, would those two have even had the... the I mean... Yeah, I don't. I, it's Vettel. It's all, I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing as Alonso. Like you just you can't. It, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't help to to do that. It's so. like it's not a math problem, right? It's not. Yeah. Right. Um. So, back to uh toward the end of the race here. Um. The sunlight is getting pretty direct into everybody's visors. Yeah, there's that one corner I noticed where they were in the in the onboard for it. And it was a pretty big glare that just hits you for like a quarter of a second, but it's right in the middle of one of these dangerous curves. Yeah, I mean, com- like, coming up through the by the castle, it's like it's yeah. just bright orange. You can't see anything. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. It doesn't seem too kosher. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think they expected this to go this long. Uh, the red flag had something to do with it, I guess. Um, Stroll's engineer, this is lap 44, comes over the radio and says, okay, Lance, we need green sectors every lap now, which means personal best. Uh, because Botas is barreling down upon him. Um, speaking of Botas, Hamilton asks his engineer, if Valtteri's not fighting anyone ahead, why not have him slow down enough to give us a bad wake? Walk, uh, walk, walk, walk. Trying everything he can to uh, to slow down Fettel to, to give himself a chance to pass. Um, but his engineer says, copy that, Lewis. Valtteri's trying to catch Stroll. We don't want to give Fettel uh, DRS range. Yeah. Uh, lap 48, Raikkonen unfortunately retires, leaving only 13 cars left. Um, lap 49, Botas is now 3.2 seconds to stroll with three laps remaining. It is going to be close. Uh, and it turns out it is three laps later on the very last turn. Stroll is ahead. Uh, and coming down the straight... Botas passes Stroll for second place by 0.1 seconds. So is, is that a DRS zone? Do you know? It is. Okay, so that makes sense then. Because uh, he was like he was shot out of a cannon, and I couldn't quite figure out how he pulled that off. Yeah. I mean, the Williamses are uh, historically very good on the straights. Um, they're yeah. really, really, their top speed is really high. Uh, but I don't think it's any match for DRS. But 0.1 seconds. Just yeah. really putting a cap on the craziest race I have ever seen. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. I loved it. 
Uh, the only bummer for me was uh, DirecTV. You know, F1's normally really good about getting an ending on time, and they have a post-race show and all this stuff. So I actually missed the last three laps. Uh, my recording shut off early. Okay. So I, uh, I, ended up record- I ended up staying clear of Twitter for a bit longer, recorded the replay of it, and managed to see it all before I got spoiled. So, oh, wow. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, absolutely fantastic. But straw on the podium. Very impressive. Uh, it, the race ended like this. Ricardo in first place, followed by Botas, Stroll, Fettel in fourth, Hamilton in fifth, Ocon, Magnussen, Signs, Alonso in ninth, getting McLaren their first points, and Verline getting some more points for Sauber. Ericsson in 11th, Van Dorn in 12th, Grosjean in 13th, and I think Raikkonen was technically classified, having done enough laps. Perez... Uh, went out with his seat problem, Massa with a suspension, Hulkenberg with his accident, uh, uh, Verstappen with his power unit, Kvyat with electrical issues, and Palmer with his power unit. So uh, high attrition on this race. Very high. But also high excitement. That, like I get, like like I said, the, the craziest race I've ever seen um, and uh, one, one of the best. What's uh, your take on the shoey? The shoey? Yeah, uh, I, I, had a, I had a wild ride of emotion with the shoey with me this race. Oh, really? Why? Because before, like last week, I'm like, of course you drink the shoey. Of course you drink the shoey. And yeah. then, then they were talking about the shoey, and I'll never forget this phrasing. Uh, of course, I'm probably going to get it wrong now, but like the way I vividly remember it is they're like they're talking to Ricardo about it. He's like, yeah, the reason I actually don't like the way champagne tastes, I think it's gross. And when you mix my foot juice in there... <laughs> It makes it pretty sweet. And the fact that he considers it foot juice, all of a sudden now I'm out on the shoey. What are you talking about? It was always gross. It was always, but now there's something very vivid about the Just calling sweat foot juice is, uh, it's just a point of no return for me, and I'm out on the shoey. All right. If you do the podium interviews, no shoey yeah. for Dateline. Yeah, I like Botas just saying, fuck off. I'm not doing this goddamn shoey. Get yeah, out of here. No thanks. Stroll took it like a champ, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, not even legal to drink yet. Well, in America, at least. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, also, Ricardo got Max's hat somehow for the <laughs> for the post-race podium, which is funny. Yeah. Although I, I could see why they mess it up. He's three, Max is 33. Yeah, yeah, um, David Coulthard doing the interviews. Um, yeah, good, good, good race. Uh, I dare say great race. Great race. Um, so let's 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 break down some things after the fact. Uh, starting with Fettel accusing Hamilton of brake check. Uh, again, when you're in a hole, stop digging. But Fettel says <laughs> no. Uh, I think it was quite obvious. This is from F1 Fanatic. It's just not the way to do it. He's done it a couple of times. Um, in the check, end, check the tapes, bro. <laughs> Uh, in the end, we're racing with men. I don't have radio to him, but I think uh, if I get a penalty, then we should both get a penalty. Uh, I guess the reason for the penalty was the uh, running into the back of him, but the same for him with the brake checking. Again, I I think you're right, Dave, that uh, he just does not remember hip-checking yeah. him. Yeah, rage took over. He became dispossessed from his body. And then just went red, like the red mist, as they said. And then just, yeah, you could see it in video a hundred times, you wouldn't believe he did it. Yeah. 
Hamilton says, um, driving alongside and deliberately driving into a driver and getting away scot-free pretty much. He still came away with fourth. I think that's a disgrace. I think he disgraced himself today, to be honest. If he wants to prove he's a man, I think we should do it out of the car face-to-face. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know what? I would take Vettel in that fight. Uh, yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably with you. Like they're, they're all, every single one of them is five foot one, 90 pounds. And so it, <laughs> it all gets down to, you know, it's the, it's the fight and the dog, not the dog and the fight. I think Ricardo's pretty big. Uh, maybe by F1 standards, pretty. So I mean, he's five foot three, 105. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all boxed in the same weight class, essentially. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would, God, that'd be a hilarious fight watching those two go. There's yeah, I wonder if they could do like a like a uh, uh, charity boxing match or something. That would be fantastic. I would pay top dollar for that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Sebastian Vettel Just was awarded. Which guys that have been racing in a rich sport their whole life, they've never been in a fight their whole fucking lives. Just just slap boxing like champs. That would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope they get Nico on the card. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Vettel was awarded three penalty points on his super license following his clash with Lewis Hamilton during the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. This is also from F1 Fanatic. Um, quote, the stewards examined video evidence which showed that car five drove alongside and then steered into car 44. Oh, really? Did you, how, how long did that examination take? Fake news, fake news. Uh, the stewards decide this maneuver was deemed potentially dangerous. <laughs> Uh, Vettel now has nine currently active points on his super license. Any driver who reaches 12 or more in any 12 month period will receive a one race ban. Interestingly, since the penalty point system was introduced at the beginning of 2014, no driver has accumulated more than eight points in a 12 month period. Vettel has reached nine. Two for the 2016 British Grand Prix after he forced Felipe Massa off the track. Two at the Malaysian Grand Prix for causing a collision with Nico Rosberg. Two in the Mexican Grand Prix for driving dangerously in uh, an incident involving uh, Daniel Ricciardo. And three for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in 2017 causing a collision with Lewis Hamilton. It is the largest number of penalty points any driver has ever been given for a single incident um, uh, being three. Therefore, Vettel is at risk giving a uh, risk of receiving a one race ban. If he commits a sufficiently serious offense at the next race. However, this will only be the case at the Austrian grand prix after which Vettel will deduct two points. He incurred at Silverstone last year and drop to seven uh, because that will be outside the 12 month period. Right. Julian Palmer and Carlos Sainz jr. Currently have seven penalty points. The next highest after Vettel. Yeah. Uh, so more stats. Also, also, who cares? I don't know, man. If 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 things come to blows again at the Austrian Grand Prix, we could see uh, Fettel take a seat for a race, which would have serious championship implications. Not good. Not good for the Scuderia. No. Keep it cool. Uh, more stats from F1 Fanatic. The last race, or I'm sorry, this race saw Daniel Ricciardo's take a surprise fifth career victory from 10th on the grid. The last time anyone started that far back and won was five years ago when Fernando Alonso run the, won the European Grand Prix in Valencia from 11th. The last driver to win from 10th on the grid was Kimi Raikkonen in the 2004 Belgian Grand Prix. All five of Ricciardo's wins have come from outside the top three places on the grid. 
Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo is the fourth different winno- winno- winner of the year, and Red Bull are the third different team to win a race. It is the first time since 2013, the last year of the V8 era, that more than two teams or engine manufacturers have won a race. Uh, the strange pattern of yesterday's race can be seen in that on lap six, the eventual podium occupants were running in eighth stroll, 17th Botas, or I'm sorry, Ricardo, and 20th Botas. There were also nine different teams in the 10 points scoring positions. Only Renault failed to score. Hmm. Uh, Ricardo, after the race, says, uh, it was good. Everyone was helping me out. I kind of said yesterday I was disappointed with the qualifying, and obviously it was my mistake. But I wasn't too down and said, look, it's going to be a race of no mistakes and capitalizing on moments and opportunities. And it felt like we did everything we could with that today. Um, and now, kind of, let's have some foot juice. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, just, just to add to things, he elaborates on Twitter. Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. That was a race. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, Stroll also is pretty pumped, as you can imagine. Uh, he says in this quote from F1 Fanatic, You're, you dream about this moment your whole life getting onto a podium. Uh, it all just happened so quickly. At the start of the race, uh, the race was amazing. There was so much carnage, so much happening. But I just stayed cool, stayed in the moment, lap by lap. Just missed out on P2 in the end. It was such a close finish with Valtteri, but he was just a bit too quick on that front straight with the DRS. Just I love the, uh, sorry, I love the footage of those guys in the green room after the race. Yeah. Where Stroll's just beaming and talking like a million miles an hour like an idiot. <laughs> and the other two are just like nodding, smiling and nodding at him. Yeah, man. That was so cute. God, that was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, I think his, his smile may have challenged Ricardo's for, for yeah. width that day. The other two are just like, don't you know we hate you, rich kid? Don't you know we fucking hate you? I guess you don't know. Wow, we don't. Okay, keep smiling and nodding. We hate you. We. He, hate he you. just said, uh, you know, directly addressing that, like it just it just makes him laugh. So yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, and no surprise, Raikkonen blames Botas for their incident. Remember that incident? Remember that when that was to be one of the most exciting things of the race? Yeah. Not not, not anymore. Uh, Raikkonen says after the start at the second corner I got hit by Botas I don't know what he was doing he braked very early but probably he noticed that and let the brakes off went too fast and hit me because of that the rear end of my car hit the wall and I had massive damage much like uh, flipping over a crab <laughs> exactly uh, where's, where's Kaz Harai when you need him <laughs> uh, the stewards examined video evidence and considered that Car 7, Raikkonen, was making a speculative pass on the outside of Car 77, Botas, in turn 2, and that Car 77 hit the curb and was pushed wide into Car 7. The stewards determined that no driver was wholly or predominantly to blame for the collision. Speculative pass is an interesting way to phrase it, but uh, yeah. I guess I guess I could see that. Um. So here's here's Alonzo explaining his his wishful thinking um, to Autosport.com. Quote: It was a race that, in normal circumstances, we should have won because I was with uh, Ricardo when the safety car came out. Hamilton lost the headrest. Vettel was penalized. Both the Force Indias were out. Kimi retired. So you were automatically in the top two or three. So we should have fought for victory, but unfortunately, we are not in that position. Uh, still, scoring two points in Baku was impossible to think before coming here, so it's welcome. There you go. 
And I think that puts the cap on the Azerbaijan Grand Prix of 2017, Dave Lang. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's a mouthful. I, yeah, my, my voice is getting tired just spitting out all, all the things that happened. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, the show's already 10 minutes longer than last week's show, and we haven't done anything else yet. Just the recap. <laughs> uh, I have a few more pieces of news here um, from motorsport.com. They're reporting that the U.S. Grand Prix schedule is going to change due to the Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> uh, the FP3 session will run as normal from 11 to 12. However, the usual two-hour gap before qualifying has been extended to four hours, with the session now running from uh, 1,600 to 1,700. The FIA was asked to change the schedule by the new bosses of Formula One in an attempt to make more people stay for that night's concert, although equally it could encourage music fans who were only planning to attend the show to come early and see the F1 cars in action for the first time. Uh, I imagine people are not too happy about this, but uh, I think it's a positive marketing move. I thoroughly enjoyed Taylor Swift concerts, uh, the Taylor Swift concert last year. I'm jealous I didn't get to go to that. That, I would have liked to have seen T-Swizzy. Yeah, her only concert that year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what she made for that. That must be just raking dough at that point. Probably many dollars. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other races and going around the world, let's do that in Race Around the World, starting with the Goodwood Festival of Speed. And I'm going with Ch- Chester. Chichester? Chichester. Just wait, back up like 10 words. Do you say Goodwood? The Goodwood Festival of Speed. I think you're just making these up to fuck with me at this point. In West Sussex, England, United Kingdom. Apparently there are old cars there or something. Okay. So if you're in the area, check it out. Uh, it's not true. I've seen, I've seen old, like well, old few years old F1 cars doing crazy stuff there too. So it's uh, mm. a lot of, a lot of cars and a lot of good time. Apparently I've never been, uh, the world rally championship is in and around Miko Lodzki, Poland for the 74th PZM rally Poland. Yep. Checks out. Uh, a DTM is at Zenora Swing in Nuremberg, Germany for the 7th and 8th events of the season. Are you DTM, Dave Lang? I'm down to motor, yes. <laughs> MotoGP is at the Sachsenring in Ober, uh, hmm, Oberlungwitz, Germany for the GoPro Go Pro Motorrad Grand Prix Deutschland. Uh, the WRX, the World Rally Cross Championship, is at Holius Motorstadion in Sweden for the World Rally Cross of Sweden. Oh, I'm so- going to Sweden this year. Oh, are you? Maybe you can my, get. I've yeah, booked my 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 Gamescom trip. I'm going to oh. Sweden the week before for some business stuff. Then Amsterdam, then Cologne for Gamescom, and then Spa for for F1. It's gonna be a fabulous two weeks. Wow, that's gonna be great. It's I be great. thoroughly enjoyed my brief uh, few hours in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, on, on my way to Ukraine for cloth map, but uh, enjoy. The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is at Watkins Glen International in Watkins Glen, New York for Zalin's Six Hours of the Glen. You gotta be kidding me with these names. I know. Well, thankfully, Dave Lang. Oh, give it to me. NASCAR is at the Daytona International Speedway in mm. Daytona Beach, Florida for not the Daytona 500. Oh. 
That's not what it's called. It's actually called the Coke Zero 400. <sighs> Still take it. Zero calories. 800 cars. I don't know how many NASCAR cars there is, but there's, there's a lot. Uh, don't stop. Don't you want me to just do the rest of the podcast like this? Please. I need it. I, I don't think my throat can take it, but hey, we're on Twitter. Follow <laughs> Shift F1 Podcast. <laughs> For show updates and any, any fun F1 stuff we run across. I can't. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the effort. Uh, I am. I am at Drew Scanlon. He is at Joseph J Brony. For reasons that we will not get into. Um, shout outs this week on the Twitters to uh, Nathaniel Symes, aka Symesy Eight, who apparently went to Baku and grabbed us a photo of the pit wall station of one Gene House. He's nice. got. Uh, He's running a Windows PC there, it looks like. He's got uh, Adobe Acrobat, VLC, <laughs> Firefox, and then a bunch all, of buttons to talk to uh, his teammates. All the essential apps. Yeah. <clears throat> also, thanks to Sila Chesnikov, a.k.a. Sila, for sending us... I don't even know what this is, uh, but it is two photographs. Um, what appears to be a small marsupial of some kind and also the driver for the Hatsune Miku Super GT car both <laughs> making the same pose. Okay. Uh it's it's a it's a, a T pose or a, like a safe pose. Anyway, I don't know why but I love it and I'm going to link to it and you can look at it. And uh shout outs to the guy on Twitter who uh took me to task. He's like, "Hey Lang, you were uh, kind of beating up Massa because he retired and then came back. Uh, what about Michael Jordan? What do you think about him doing it? Uh, and I what do you really think have, about that, Dave Lang? Well, what I said on, to him on Twitter was, obviously it's a different situation. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And his dad you know, factored into that heavily. But in reality, I have no actual logical argument. In my, <laughs> except could, Chicago. Except I'm, a, I'm a hating-ass hating hater. Mm. Aside from that. At least you own it. Well, eventually. A week later, I own it. <laughs> and thanks, finally, to Cal Scoothorpe. I've never actually said that out loud. Uh, A.K.A. BuzzClick. Classic. Apologies for not getting on this sooner, Cal. All-time great giant bomb duder. Absolutely. We have chosen his submission as the official Shift F1 podcast artwork. So thank you so much, Cal, uh, and everyone who submitted art. Uh, I like that most people who submitted chose to run with the same colors I chose for the, the temp art. We'll all know uh, what those colors mean. Yeah. Uh, and I will be posting all of the submissions on F1.cool because some of them are just... One in particular is just... Mwah. So... <laughs> so good. As always, you can find our show notes on F1.cool along with how to subscribe via RSS, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. He is Dave Lang. If you want to support Shift F1... Danny and I are both on Patreon. I am patreon.com slash clothmap. Danny is patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Have a good race weekend, everyone. And all you Americans out there, have a safe and glorious 4th of July. We'll see you all next week. Blow some shit up. Blow some shit up.